Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Jack Benny program. Quality of product is essential to continuing success. sold American. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. L-S-M-F-T, L-S-M-F-T, L-S-M-F-T. Why, sure. Yes, sir. You said it. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, so round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Quality of product is essential to continuing success. Quality in a cigarette must mean the quality of the tobacco itself. And Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Yes, first, last, and always, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. The finer, the lighter, the naturally milder Lucky Strike tobacco. For your own real deep-down smoking enjoyment, smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. From Mitchell Field, headquarters of the First Air Force, the Lucky Strike program, starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Larry Stevens, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, in every group, in every crowd, in every show, in every barracks, there's always one outstanding personality. Yes, indeedy. So, it is no surprise that our little group of thespians has one of its own. And here he is, Mr. Eager Beaver of 1945, Jack Benny. Thank you. Hello again. This is Jack Benny talking. And Don, I must say I'm very pleased with that introduction you gave me. Oh, are you, Jack? Yes, sir. And I'm going to stay pleased until I find out what an eager beaver is. <laughs> I remember once you called me a sad sack, and for six months I went around bragging about it. <laughs> I even had it engraved on my card. <laughs> sad sack Benny. <laughs> Been a fine thing to call me. Well, Jack, how did you find out what it meant? Well, one day I tried to be sociable, so I walked up to a top sergeant and said, Hiya, sad sack. <laughs> and between sad and sack, I was flattening my back. <laughs> anyway, Don, we've been away from California about a month now. How are you enjoying the trip so far? Ah, oh, it's swell, Jack. Especially when we went ice skating last week in Central Park. <laughs> you looked so funny the way you kept falling down all the time, and I had to keep helping you up. <laughs> all right, all right. So I fell down once or twice. Once I mean... or twice? Why, I picked you up so many times, I felt like your ground crew. <laughs> you should talk, Wilson. When you fell down, you looked like a B-29 landing with its wheels up. <laughs> Then you broke through the ice, fell into the lake, and it was high tide, clear out to Sandy Hook. <laughs> so don't tell me that. Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Hi, you fellas. 
I'm glad you got here early because these boys expect me to put on a good show for them. You know, I'm an eager beaver. You're what? An eager beaver. That's the way Don introduced me. You know? Jack, you know what that is? No, what? An eager beaver is a sad sack with a commission. <laughs> Oh. oh, I didn't know that. Thanks, Don. I'll have some more of my cards engraved. You know? <laughs> Say, Mary, Mary, how do you like it here at Mitchell Field? Oh, fine, Jack. Especially now in the wintertime with all the snow on the ground. It's wonderful, really wonderful. Uh, what's so wonderful about snow? It slows a soldier down when he's chasing a girl. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous, Mary. The snow also snows... The snow also slows... The snow also slows down the girl when she's running away from the soldier. I know. That's what's so wonderful about it. <laughs> oh, I get it. You, want, you wanted the soldier to catch you. Well, you're pretty sharp today, aren't you, quiz kid? <laughs> I'm sharp every day, sister. Anyway, these soldiers here are all swell guys. I was out with one of them last night. We went to the wrestling matches. Oh, at the garden? No, Roseland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roseland dance hall. I was up there the other night. No kidding, Jack. Did you have fun? Oh, how can I have fun? You pay the hostess for your dance, you lead her out on the floor, you put your arms around her, then bump to the yum-tum-tum, the music's over. <laughs> well, what do you expect for a dime? Schubert's Unfinished Symphony? Mary, it isn't bad enough I get stuck with short dances, but when they were closing the place for the night, I had one ticket left over. Well, what'd you do about it? What did I do about it? I, I wasn't going to get stuck for the ticket, so I called the manager over and complained to him. Well, did he, get you, did he give you your dime back? No, he just waltzed me around the floor twice and sent me home. <laughs> Boy, did he need a shave. <laughs> and the next... Oh, hello, Larry. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hiya, kid. Well, Larry, you've been in New York for quite a while now. Are you still having fun? Oh, yes, oh. Mr. Benny. I'm oh. having a swell time. Thanks. Thanks to Mr. Benny? <laughs> yeah, what babes he knows. <laughs> Yes, sir. Larry, you mean you and Mr. Benny go out on double dates? Yeah, you know, the girl Mr. Benny goes out with has the cutest daughters. <laughs> You're darn right she's cute, and so is her mother. Anyway, kid, the boys here are waiting to hear you sing, so let's have it, huh? Okay. Hold it a minute, Larry. Come in. Mr. Benny, my name is Elma. I'm a soldier stationed here at Mitchell Field, and in my spare time, I write gangs. You know, jokes. Are you in the market for any? No, thanks. I've got a regular staff of writers. Yeah, but Mr. Benny, you play a lot of army camps, and I can write your special G.I. jokes. I know, Now, but... for instance, you ask me why W.C. Fields is like the Mitchell Field bus. Look, soldier... Go ahead, ask me, ask me. Okay, why is W.C. Fields like the Mitchell Field bus? Because he knows when he's loaded, but he can always handle one more. <laughs> Look, look, soldier, sit down, will you? I'm trying to do a show. I'll talk to you after the program. Okay, okay, but if you lay an egg, don't brood over it. <laughs> I won't, I won't. Go ahead, Larry, let's have your song. Egg, brood. Say, that isn't bad, you know, that isn't bad. <laughs> Won't you ever take a shine to that moon? 
Evelina, ain't you bothered by the barbolinks too? Tell me, tell me how long you're gonna keep delaying a day. Don't you reckon it's wrong trifling with April this way? Evelina, won't you pay a little mind to me soon? Wake up, wake up, the earth is there, the fruit is fine. But what's the use of smelling watermelon, clinging to another fella's vine? Evelina, won't you roll up that vine and be mine? Reckon it's wrong Trifling with April this way Evelina, won't you pay a little mind to me soon Wake up, wake up The earth is fair, the fruit is fine But what's the use of smelling watermelon Clinging to another fella's vine Evelina, won't you roll up that vine and be mine That was Evelina sung by Larry Stevens. Gee, that was swell, kid. I'm sure all of these fellas up here at Mitchell Field must be... Oh, my goodness. What's the matter, Jack? Holy smoke. Here I am in New York. Oh, am I in trouble. Am I in a jam? Well, Jack, what's wrong? What's wrong? When I left Los Angeles, I forgot to notify my draft board. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Jack, calm down. You don't have to worry. But, Mary, you know how the draft board is. They want to be able to put their finger on every man that's physically fit. If they put their finger on you, you'd fall down. (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm physically fit. I'm in 1A. Here it is on my draft card, see? 1A. That's A1. You took it off a bottle of meat sauce. (laughs) I did not. When they draft me, I'm going to apply for the Air Corps. The air car? Oh, Jack, don't be ridiculous. You know you can't stand high altitude. Mary, altitude never bothers me. (laughs) What are you laughing at? You went to the movie, saw 30 seconds over Tokyo, and your nose started to bleed. (laughs) The picture had nothing to do with it. I was sitting in the balcony. You know, that can happen to anybody. All right, Jackson, all right, Jackson. Stand back and relax. I like the soldiers, but I love them wax. Yeah. Hiya, kid. Well, you've made loud entrances before, but what in the world was that? Well, I can't help it, Jackson. These wax have been sitting out there for an hour waiting for Dreamboat Harris to show up. (laughs) 
Wait a minute, Phil. What makes you think they've been waiting for you? Well, they're women, ain't they? Well, don't be so conceited. Look, Jackson, wherever I went, they kept following me and asking for my autograph. I bet I was asked to sign a thousand autographs today. Really? Yeah, and if things keep up like this, I'm going to learn how to write. <laughs> that I would like to see. Oh, Phil, you must be kidding. Don't you know how to spell your name yet? Well, I know how to spell my first name, but my second name throws me. Throws you? What's so hard about spelling Harris? It has two syllables in it. Syllables? <laughs> Phil, that's syllables. I mean, I mean sibibles. Oh, darn it. Jack, the word is sibibles. Mary, you said what I said. Now, wait a minute, kids. Wait a minute. You're all excited. That's why you can't say it. The correct pronunciation of the word is syllables. Yeah, that's it. Are you sure, Donzie? Why, certainly. Now, take the word lucky strike means fine tobacco. Lucky strike means fine tobacco? Yes, lucky strike means fine tobacco. I know, I know, Don. What are you trying to prove? Well, I'm uh, trying to show what syllables are. Oh. Now, the word lucky has two syllables. Strike has one. The words means and fine also have one. Yes. But the word tobacco has three syllables. <laughs> Don, you just said the same thing we said. I did? Yes. Oh, for heaven's sakes, imagine me saying syllables instead of syllabus. <laughs> yeah, well, now that we've got that straightened out, let's get on with the show. Hey, Benny. Hey, what? Benny, I got another great gag for you. Sit down, Elmer, will you please? Say, Jackson, who is this character? He's a soldier here, a gag writer. A gag writer? Yeah, that's me. Hey, get a load of this one. Elmer, will you please? Hey, did you hear, did you hear about the general who refused to put a whack in a guardhouse because he just couldn't bring a deer? <laughs> you get it, General Brigadier? Elmer, will you please sit down? <laughs> okay. okay, okay. If you want your show to be like a training film, it's all right with me. <laughs> well, don't worry about it, Elmer, and I'll talk to you just as soon. I'll get it. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny, this is Rochester. Where are you, Rochester? In your hotel room. I thought I'd better tell you there was a fellow here from Look Magazine. He said they're doing a story about you, and he asked me some questions. What'd he ask you? Well, first he wanted to know your age, so I gave him our old standard answer, 36. <laughs> Good. I hope you stuck to your answer. Oh, I did, boss. No matter how many different ways he asked me, I still said 36. That's right. What do you have to say to that? He said, when time marched on, you must have gone A-W-O-L. <laughs> yes, he thinks he's pretty smart. What else did he ask you, Rochester? Then he got to that question that for years has been a burning issue in the public mind. What's that? Could you possibly be as cheap in person as you are on the radio? Uh-huh. When he hit me with that one, I had to think fast. <laughs> what did you tell him? I told him you were such a lavish spender, you were known from coast to coast as Diamond Jim Benny. Good. <laughs> in fact, I told him you threw your money away like it was made in Japan. 
attaboy, Rochester. And I just about had him convinced when in walked the man. What man? The man you rent your other twin bed to. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Of all the times for him to come in. It was bad, boss. Bad. The first thing he did was start yelling about you overcharging him for his laundry. Oh, the nerve of that guy. He made such a noise, he woke up your riders. Then it really got noisy. Why? What happened? Well, one of them got up to turn on the light, turned on the shower instead, and almost drowned the other three. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake. Well, what happened to the man from Look Magazine? He took one look and jumped out the window. <laughs> out the window? Rochester, you tell him that my room was 33 stories up? No, I just let him count them on the way down. <laughs> Well, I'll be darned. What else happened today, Rochester? Nothing much, boss. It's been pretty dull. <laughs> oh, well, I'll see you when I get home. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hmm. I was so anxious to get an interview from that magazine. Oh, well, play, Phil. Orchestra. Very good, Phil. Now, kids, don't forget, after our program, we're all invited to the mess hall for a bite to eat. The mess hall? Well, I'm sorry, Jackson. I can't be there. You can't? No, there's a friend of Alice's in town, and she's here all alone, so Alice has asked me to take her out and kind of show her around. Oh, one of those things. <laughs> when a wife asks her husband to take a girl out, I can imagine what the girl looks like. <laughs> I'll bet eight to five she looks better than Gladys Abisko. <laughs> Mary, keep my girl out of this, will you? But she's so bow-legged. She is not bow-legged. She is, too. She looks like a donut with one bite out of it. <laughs> I don't care what Gladys Zabisco looks like. It isn't going to help you out of your troubles, Phil. What trouble? Are you kidding? While you're being dragged all over town by some dame, we'll be in the mess hall enjoying that good old army food. <laughs> Hey, Phil, who is this girl you're stuck with? Ann Sheridan. Well, it serves you... What? <laughs> Whom? I mean, who? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jackson, while you're in the mess hall enjoying that good old army food, I'm going to be dragged all over town by Ann Sheridan. Ain't that just two, two, uh, two? <laughs> all right, well, why didn't you tell me you were going out with Ann Sheridan? Maybe I'd want to join you. But, Jackson, the mess hall, that good old army food. I'm not hungry now. <laughs> 
After all, I like to go out, too. As a matter of fact, Mary can come along. We'll have a force. Well, I don't know. I promised Aunt Sharon... Well, I'm sure Ann won't mind if Mary and I come along. In fact, you and Mary will make a very nice couple. Wait a minute. minute. Wait Wait a minute. minute. Why, Mary, Phil, I'm surprised at you. You two act like you wouldn't go out with each other. Well, it ain't that at all, Jackson. Of course not. I don't mind going out with Phil. And I don't mind going out with Mary. Well, then we ought to have a lot of fun. I don't mind going out with Ann Sheridan. <laughs> hey, I've been here so long, I wouldn't mind going out with Gladys Abisco. <laughs> Oh, it's you, Elmer. Yeah, where is Bullegs? She's not here. Now sit down. Look, will you? Jackson, Ann Sheridan is expecting me to take her out, so when she gets here, you lay off. Okay, okay, Phil. You can take Ann Sheridan, and I'll take Mary. And, Phil, as long as we're each taking out a girl, I don't want to get stuck with the check, and I don't want you to get stuck with the check. So tonight, it's share and share alike. Well, that's a good idea, Jackson. Sure. When you split it four ways, nobody gets hurt. <laughs> Since we're going out on a double date, let's synchronize our watches, huh, fellas, huh? Anyway, Phil, we're... Come in. Why, Annie. Ann Sheridan. Hello, Jack. Hello, baby. Hello, Filthy. Jack, I'm sorry to bust in like this, but I've got a date with Phil. I know, I know. We'll all be together. You see, Mary and I are going with you. Oh, Mary, hello. Hello, Angie. You're looking swell. Say, Annie, I never saw you. Oh, you look good, too, Mary. And I love that dress you're wearing. Oh, it's just a little thing I picked up at Saks Fifth Avenue. Yes, it's over on the... Say, Ann, I've been wanting to ask you, where in the world do you get your hair done? It always looks so nice. Yeah, it always looks... Isn't that funny, Mary? I was going to ask you the same thing, because I've always admired your hair. Well, Mary always... No, I usually get mine done at... Pierre. Well, Pierre's, you know. Well, I a... get mine done at Antoine's, and they have the most wonderful stylist. Well, Antoine's. Now, well, you is know always... Pierre's. They have a girl there. Now, wait a minute. Wait. Let me get into this conversation. <laughs> All right, Jack. Where do you get your hair done? I don't know. Rochester takes it someplace. <laughs> Now, Annie, I don't think it's nice for you to come here and have a whole big conversation with Mary while Phil and I stand here like dopes. Yes, and and my feelings are hurt. Oh, I'm sorry, Phil. I didn't mean to do it. Well, I can't help it. My feelings are hurt. (laughs) Oh, Phil, see, you don't mean that, do you? Yes, I do, and I feel terrible. Oh, I'm sorry, Filthy. Come here, let me put my arms around you and give you a great big kiss. Hey! Hey! Break it up! Break it up! Now cut that out! Now! Hmm. How'd you like it, Annie? Oh, hubba, hubba, hubba! Fine goings on. Jackson, what are you mad about? Well, my feelings were hurt just as much as yours. <laughs> oh, Jack. I can't help it if my feelings are hurt. Well, if it'll make you feel any better, I'll put my arms around you and give you a Mary, great... you keep out of it. <laughs> After all, it was Anne who hurt my feelings, not you. What'd you say, Jack? 
I said, I feel terrible. <laughs> and I think you ought to do something about it. All right, Jack. I'll send you a telegram of apology. I don't want to be kissed by a boy on a bicycle. <laughs> anyway, you could treat me better than that, Ann. You know, after all, we made a picture together. Remember George Washington slept here? Oh, sure. You know, when I was on my overseas tour, that picture was playing in China. In China? What, what town? Chongqing. Really? Well. Jack, come back here. That was three months ago. <laughs> oh, oh. Let him go, Ann. He wants to get there before the prices change. I do not. I just got excited, that's all. Say, Phil. Phil, if we're going places tonight, we'd better get started. Okay, Annie. You see, a girlfriend of mine is waiting outside, and we've got to find somebody for her. Did I... Did I hear you right, Annie? A girlfriend of... Of yours is waiting outside? Yes. Oh, and you're, uh... Looking for someone to go out with her? Well... I'm your boy. Let's go. Mary, instead of going out with me, you can go out with one of the pilots here. Thanks, Jack. I feel like I've just been taken off a KP. <laughs> oh, Ann, while I'm getting my hat and coat, have your girlfriend come in, will you? Okay, Jack. Yeah. Oh, Madeline. Madeline, will you step in here a minute? I want you to meet the man you're going out with tonight. Wait a minute, Ann. Did you say her name was Madeline? That's me, Madeline Nussbaum, if you please. <laughs> Why, why, you're Mrs. Nussbaum. You were expecting maybe Jesse Jones. <laughs> no, no. My, but... my, what a surprise to be meeting you, Mr. Benny. A surprise? Yes. I know I'm going on a blind date, but you are opening mine eyes. <laughs> But Mrs. Mrs. Nussbaum, how do you happen to be with Ann Sheridan? Oh, she's coming to my restaurant frequently for a small order of chopped chicken liver, Hollywood style. <laughs> a Hollywood style? Yes, the liver is coming from a chicken wearing dark glasses. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know about this date tonight. Come on, Annie, let's go. Okay, Phil. Hurry up, Jackson. Well, Phil, you and Annie run along. I don't think that oh, I can feel... Oh, come on, come on, take my... Miss Newsom, I've got a date with Miss Livingston. Oh, Mary, come Mary! Come on, come on! Don't be an eagle beagle. <laughs> Mary, Mary, where are come you? Come on, Jackie, boy, we're late already. Mrs. Newsom, stop pulling my arm. Oh, Mary! Come on, come on, we'll have fun. Mary, give me land, lots of land, need the stars, guys, I'm on. Mrs. Newsom, don't fencing me, yeah. Please stop dragging me, Mrs. Newsom. Ladies and gentlemen, every week, most radio programs carry some sort of a special message from the Office of War Information. The message tonight is an urgent plea for 10,000 registered nurses to join the Army Nurse Corps and serve in the Army hospitals in the United States. You civilian nurses can best practice your profession by joining the Army Nurse Corps. You'll be commissioned, well-paid, clothed, plus many other benefits. But the important thing is, our wounded men need care, and the Army is tragically in need of 10,000 nurses now. So write for information to the Surgeon General, U.S. Army, 
Washington, 25, D.C. Chats will be back in just a minute. First, here's my good friend, L.A. Speed Rig. Independent tobacco experts, auctioneers, buyers, and warehousemen present at the tobacco auctions can see just who buys what tobacco. Mr. James Monroe Ball, tobacco auctioneer of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, one of these experts said, I've been an auctioneer for 27 years, and I've seen Lucky Strike buy tobacco with one consistent standard in mind, the finer, lighter leaf. That's why I've been smoking Luckies for 25 years. Here is expert testimony. L-S-M-F-T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. The famous tobacco auctioneers heard on tonight's program are Mr. F.E. Boone of Lexington, Kentucky. At 45, $45 sold American. And Mr. L.A. Speed Riggs of Goldsboro, North Carolina. Roswell speaking for the makers of Lucky Strike. L-S-M-F-T, L-S-M-F-T, L-S-M-F-T. Right you are. You said it. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Fine tobacco means a fine cigarette. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. Well, fellas and girls, we had a swell day here at Mitchell Field, and thanks very much for inviting us. And next Sunday night, we'll be with you again broadcasting from the Navy Hospital at St. Albans. Good night, Joni. This is the National Broadcasting Company.